Welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. Sorry I was a little bit late on that. I'm uh, trying to make some fantasy football moves here. Um, fantasy football has not been good to me. I don't know about you. It's been great to me. <laughs> I've had a good year. I am 2-1 and one in one league and 0-3 oh in my other two leagues, which is great. Uh, I found out literally last night after the games were played that in our Dynasty League, Startup Dynasty League that we started this year, somehow I accidentally put in Jermichael Hasty in my flex over... Mike Williams. Uh, yeah, that was a 40-point swing that I didn't do on purpose, obviously, to Michael Hasty, I probably meant to put him on IR. Um, and then in my other league, I have the most points scored against me. Yeah, <laughs> getting buried in that I'm 0-3 in that one, too, which isn't like I don't have a great team anyway, but shit. Um, all right, hey, let's get into it. We have a great Between the Pylons episode for you guys today. Before we get into all that, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We talk football every week, guys. It, you know, if you enjoy a little bit of football talk, uh, we, we bring it every week. Uh, uh, and hey, we'd appreciate the sub. We'd appreciate the like, all that good stuff. Comment below. Let us know what you think. We're always interested uh, to hear. You know, look, we, we just like talking football twenty four seven. All right, let's get right into it. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a little bit of an overreaction Tuesday. I know that's a common like thing that you hear around, uh, you know, on ESPN and stuff. Overreaction Monday. Well, we record this on Tuesday, and we're gonna overreact. Uh, I think we have some fun ones here, and I'm excited to do that. We will obviously do our best bets uh, at the end of the show as well. Hey. We rebounded. We rebounded. We did good. Hope you didn't bet against us this week. Don't fade us this week. Yep. Four and two between the both of us. Each of us lost one. And, hey, we both won two. Uh, it, it feels good to win a little. It's good. Uh, good thing I totally bet on the bets on my best bets because. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I did. It's a good week. <laughs> I did. I did. I made did money. You? I, made I did money not. <laughs> I'm glad one of us did. All right. Hey, let's let's get right into it with Overreaction Tuesday. Um, I'm, I'm going to start it off here. All right. Matt Nagy needs to go. Matt Nagy needs to be gone. You mentioned last week, is there going to be anybody get fired in the middle of the season? Yeah, Matt Nagy brings that slaw-ass game plan again. At any point in the season, he should be gone. He should have already been gone. He should have been fired before he got back on the bus. I don't even know if they played at home or away. I don't remember. But regardless, he should have been fired before he got into any vehicle last night. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely awful. Uh, they they brought out almost the it looked like the exact same game plan that they had for Andy Dalton, which is not what Justin Fields was. Hey, Matt Nagy, we didn't mean that we wanted Justin Fields to be Andy Dalton. We wanted Justin Fields to go out there and be Justin Fields. He he. He ran the ball three times. He had three QB rushes. He went six for 20 for less than 100 yards, something crazy like that. Absolutely awful game from Justin Fields. And I'm not here to shit on a rookie quarterback making his first uh, NFL start with a terrible game plan around him. I'm here to shit on the coach that has brought poor game plans for the past three years that drove Mitch Trubisky into the ground. And I know all, all that we all think that Mitch Trubisky sucks, but he's every time we've seen him with the Bills, he's looked awesome. And I get it, it's the Bills backup and all that stuff. But like maybe Trubisky wasn't as bad as we thought. Maybe it's been Matt Nagy this whole time. Time. Overreaction, he needs to go. Yeah, it's not overreaction at all either. <laughs> good, um, good. Because I, I'm glad that you were able to mention Trubisky about it too because I think a lot of people, we don't owe him the apology yet, but we owe him a second look and saying, man, Matt Nagy sucks. Mm -hmm. Matt Nagy, his overall 
performance. I don't know what he was trying to do. You would think the guy would be out there coaching for his job. It looked like he was literally an inside job planting a failure for Justin Fields on that first start. Mm -hmm. You do not ask Justin Fields to play the way that he played against the Cleveland Browns. Yes, I understand that Dalton was hurt, and that's what led to this Justin Fields start. But if you're an offensive genius from the Andy Reid tree that we have heard that you are, yeah, genius in itself proclaimed, and we have seen nothing yet, no fruits to that at all. It was bad. He had 50 total yards offense. This team had no directive at all. They were just getting beat up over and over again. And if Matt Nagy comes out and drops the ball like this again, he should be gone. Like you said, he should not step foot in a vehicle until he is fired. (laughs) I don't know what he is doing, but it is not helping this team win football games. And I will sit here and bounce back for the Bears and say that you all still have a very good defense. There are still some very good pieces on this team. And it's sad to think that y'all are neck and neck with the Detroit Lions if I were to rank this team in my head. If y'all were to play tomorrow next week, I don't know who I'd bet on. I wouldn't touch it, but that's how close it is. But the Bears are a better team top to bottom than the Lions if you stack them up positional-wise. Oh, absolutely. But your coach hinders you so much. Get rid of him. Cut the head off the snake before it infects the rest of the team, and we see so much more go wrong because you've already wasted one number two overall pick on it. You don't want to waste another trade-up in Justin Fields on it. It's bad. It's real bad. Hey, listen, you mentioned the Lions. That is a perfect segue to our next overreaction. The Lions, I think, have the guy at head coach. Listen, we don't know about the rest of the team. I'm not going to sit here and say Jared Goff is the savior by any means. I'm not going to sit here and say really any other player on that team needs to stay. But I think they have the guy at head coach. Man, this team is playing hard. This team is playing strong. This Matt, this Campbell guy, this Matt Campbell, my whatever his name, I don't Dan know. Campbell. Dan Campbell. Sorry, I don't know why I want to say Matt Campbell. This Dan Campbell guy, he's he's playing pretty well. He's coaching really, really well. He's taking a Lions team that has no business being in the same you know field as the Ravens, being two points ahead with a you know I guess one point ahead in the late in the fourth quarter, need a sixty-six yard field goal from the Ravens to win that game. He has no business being in that game. He has no business really taking his his lines and get going toe-to-toe with the uh, Packers the first half of the game. Obviously, listen, I, I think it was a poor decision to go for it on, I think, fourth and two in the 33-yard line. I would have kicked the field goal there and stayed in the game a little bit. They do that. Uh, Packers ended up running it up on them in the second half. But, man, had no business staying in it with the 49ers fighting hard in the fourth quarter to make that game look closer than it really was. Yeah, I know this isn't a talented team, like you said, top to bottom. Uh, I think top to bottom, listen, they're comparable to the Jets. They're comparable to the Jaguars, but this coaching staff is is elevating their overall talent and making them a formidable team. This is not a team that you just get to, you know, cakewalk by every week. You got to play them because they are going to fight you tooth and nail. You 100% have to play them. I am going to say a tad bit of an overreaction here because the Lions are 0-3, but I am going to backtrack upon myself and say that you had to play the 49ers, you had to play the Packers, and you had to play the Ravens. The only the, No, I mean, a lot of teams out there would go 0-3 against that. What, what more can you expect other than fight? And, and fight when the roster, when you stack them up, one through 32 overall, I think that the roster-wise, they are worse than the Jets. They are worse than the Jags. Yeah. They are a bottom-dweller roster overall. And Dan Campbell has gotten these guys to fight. So he I do think he is the guy for now, but it's hard to say if they're going to be able to really get this thing going with wins and losses later on. I like them overall, though. I really do. Um, I will say one negative that I do have that I will overreact to was in that Packers game. I think you kick that field goal if you truly believe that your team is, is up to that level, up to that caliber mm-hmm. of playing. And... <clears throat> 
I guess it was just one of those realist moments where he knew what he had in the Detroit Lions and that they had to get this if they really wanted to stay competitive. But I think that a true coach who believes in his team overall top to bottom kicks that field goal just because like one of the things that he was asked going into that game was, are you afraid about the Packers and this being a get-right game for them? And he said, what about us? This is our get-right game. I like that. Yeah. That kind of answer is people overlooking them, the media not giving the Detroit Lions the credit that they deserve. Kicking that field goal would also be enforcing and doubling down and saying, we deserve to be here. I'm okay with trusting my defense and getting the ball back and whatnot. So it's kind of me nitpicking just a little bit, you know, yeah. but I do like overall the fight that Dan Campbell has given. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stick with the coaches here. And this one's a bit of a reach. Trust me. I know that this one might fall under overreaction category, but you got to hear me out overall in the big scheme of things. Seattle Seahawks should clean house to preserve what they have. And they should preserve Russell Wilson. They should preserve the longevity that he has. They have DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. Overall, this is a good, well-run organization. I think that it's time to either make a change, get out, and do what you can. How should they make the change? Do you even think they should? What do you think about it? I completely agree. Really? I completely I okay, thousand percent agree. I think I think move on. Let's let's clean house from the yes. organizational standpoint. Let's get in a Joe Brady type head coach. Yes, I know it's the young, the the you know, the it's the trendy you know, offensive genius oh, type look of at the NFC and West it fails. Right now, it, yeah, but like honestly, look Three at the NFC West. Yes, and Cliff Kingsbury, I don't consider that, but the other two are special, right? Joe Brady, I think is he's going to be a head coach for a football team next year. I, I just would be absolutely shocked if he's not. Uh, Joe Brady, by the way, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Uh, he was the OC for the uh, for the LSU Tigers when they won the championship. Spent some time with the Saints. So he, he has a good little pedigree there, uh, and he's looked good offensively, or his offense has looked pretty good. Obviously, a lot of weapons, but he, he I think, is going to be the next guy as far as, like, an offensive change. Yeah, I think it's time, man. I, I just, I've seen the Seahawks under underperform what they should be. This should be a, a Super Bowl-caliber team every Every single year you have a top five quarterback a quarterback that right now if he hung up the the cleats this week is a hall of fame quarterback in the yep. nfl a, a you know first ballot hall of famer and a russell wilson it's time to start saying that and it, it's fun because you know we've really got to see him get drafted and become that and that, that's kind of a cool thing to see it has two amazing weapons at wide receiver position offensive line hasn't been great but it's been meh and and russell wilson can work with meh i mean that's yeah, fine he can Car chris carson is still a good runner running back. I'm not going to say you're say special, but he's solid. The defense isn't good. <laughs> I think that falls back. I apologize. Yeah, wins, I, I, I honestly do. Yeah, listen, they they hit on DK in the in the second round. They hit on Lockett late. They hit on Russell Wilson late. I, I get it. They hit on these mid to late round picks a lot, but God, do they miss on first rounders? And I know they trade a lot of them too, and that that helps. But man, I, I don't I don't love their decision making in the draft room. Uh, overall, obviously we can we can point to the big hits, but overall, I, 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 I think, do think it's they a, have lot a lot of misses. shots though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do think they have a lot of misses. I, I think the defensive philosophy needs to change, which it has, you know, a little bit. This isn't like the true Seattle scheme that we saw in 2013. That doesn't really exist in its truest form anymore, but it has morphed and it's all over the NFL. Everyone knows that the essence of that scheme, which they still do run. And yeah, I, I I think overall it's time to make a change. I'm tired of seeing the Seahawks underperform. I'm tired of seeing Russell Wilson, who really, I mean, obviously should have two. We know that he's one, you know, one run on the goal line away from having two Super Bowl rings. He could have more than that if if he has an offensive mind that matches his talent. For sure, and that's why I'm saying preserve it now until you get three or four years down the road, and then it's 
oh, it's one last dance mentality. Yeah. We're at the same point where we're at with Aaron Rodgers right now, where it's like, man, think about all of that, those years, those five to six agree. years where you, you had Aaron Rodgers, MVP caliber talent, and we're talking an even younger version of what we're seeing now. And it, you know, it just kind of feels like it's always that topic in the off season that someone just gets, you know, sh- just shut down for. It's it's always that hothead, like maybe a Max Kellerman take or the uh, Stephen A take, where they'll mention it for a sec and they just kind of get attacked, and then it's just like, no, you're crazy, you're overreacting. Boom, we move on to another year where it's an above average to good football team. But overall, when you have a quarterback like you do, Aaron Rodgers, Packers. Russell Wilson Seahawks, if you're not winning a Lombardi, it's a it's a loss overall on the year. And I think you should do everything in your power, the moves necessary, and it might even be the hard thing to do. You gotta do something though. You yeah. have to. Listen, Pete Carroll is a Hall of Fame coach. And 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 I, I absolutely believe that. I know you do too. I, this is, we are we agree, but we are vastly in the minority. I'm sure yes. of this take. So I, know, I do want to at are. least give a little bit of a like credence to like we understand what we're saying. We're not sitting here saying that 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 Pete Carroll is garbage. That the that whole organization is yeah, garbage. it's not. We're not been, even saying that Pete Carroll is the main problem. No. But we're saying it's the idea of staying the same and being complacent in a league that is constantly changing. Exactly. That has new minds, new folds, new this is new that's. Yes, the Seahawks are a damn good football team, and they've been year in and year out. And they can be a solid 9-10 win season yes, every single but year. they should have the bar higher. Exactly. I, I I absolutely agree. And, yeah, I think a change needs to be made. It won't be with the coach. There's too much power that that coach has. There's too much power. And the, the ownership uh, group there, they're, they're kind of hands-off a little bit, right? It's yeah. the, the Once uh, the main guy died there, and I'm, I'm blanking on his name, I believe the, the sister or the daughter took over, and, and you know, it's hands-off, which is fine. That's okay. Like, that, that happens. I get that. Uh, but, yeah, it's not going to happen, but we definitely think it should. Uh, Seahawks are underperforming this year, and we'll see what happens. They could easily miss the playoffs and it wouldn't surprise me a bit all right next overreaction tuesday and this is this is a long time coming this is not a true overreaction to this weekend dolphins my miami dolphins my team the team that i that i bleed for it feels like certainly feels like bleeding watching in the past couple weeks certainly cry a lot yeah um it's time make the move now don't wait appreciate Go trade for Deshaun Watson. I know that was silly. I don't care. Go trade for Deshaun Watson right now. Appreciate the talent of Deshaun Watson. Do not let his value appreciate into the offseason. And don't let his the three firsts and two seconds that the, the Texans want right now turn into four firsts and three seconds because there will be a team that thinks they're a quarterback away, excuse me, thinks they're Deshaun Watson away from winning a Super Bowl. And yeah, I get it there's a lot of off the field stuff and yeah i get it there might need to be some some hey if he doesn't play football next year we get one of our picks back or some kind of deal like that i get all that go send three firsts and two seconds to the texans right now get deshaun watson in your building you can afford him at this point and and stop playing the game with who's our who's our quarterback going to be is Tua going to be the guy you have a chance to go get a deshaun watson and this is not an anti-tua thing Tua might be great He's not great right now, but he might be great in the future. But I know what Deshaun Watson is. I know what this offense can be. I get the offensive line isn't awesome. The weapons are. You can't sit here and tell me that Waddle hasn't hasn't flashed. He has. Waddle's flashed. Waddle looks good. You can't tell me that Devontae Parker isn't a top, a good wide receiver in this league. I won't say special, but he's been a, a solid wide receiver for a while, and he still is. The defense we know is very, very good. This offense or this team as a whole has a chance to be very, very special if you put a Deshaun Watson in there to elevate everybody on the offensive side of the ball. It's time. 
make the move. I don't care about the legal stuff. It's going to get taken care of. Deshaun Watson, I think, is very unlikely that he goes to jail for the next 10 years. I don't think it's going to go that way. Obviously, I'm not condoning any of the behavior, anything that he has been accused of. I'll, I'll stay out of that altogether. Go get a guy who can change your franchise for the next 10 years as opposed to praying and hoping that the guy you drafted instead of Justin Herbert, still hurts me, by the way, is going to be the guy. I agree with you. It's time. Um, I would say it's time because of how well the the Dolphins' offseason moves were and in saying that these pieces have hit. A lot of pieces have matured early. The defense has matured way early. Very, way early. Yeah. And I think it is that pressure alone, and also with the Jalen Waddle pop, and also with the other wide receiver weapons, and with a formidable offensive line. We have seen Deshaun Watson do yeah. incredible things with an ass offensive line. Yeah. And I, with, I, with I think our offensive line is bad. Line. I'll be honest. With you. I do think our offensive line is bad. It's one of the worst in the league right now. I, I do think so, but, but we have, but I don't we have seen that not be a problem for exactly. Deshaun before. So yeah. I'm saying with better weapons around him, overall, I think now is the time to make the move because your team has matured in other areas so quickly yeah. that now you're kind of sitting here waiting for Tua and it's like, okay, come on, buddy. Like, it's your turn to mature. Grow into, come on, do this. No, no, no. Quit all of that. Go get Deshaun now because you know what you're going to have. And we just got done talking about Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Certain guys that when you have them on your team, they will constantly put you in a chance and opportunity to win regardless of the talent around you. Deshaun Watson is that. Yes, we're staying away from the legal stuff. Like you said, it's, it's just better to let that stuff lie. And we're going to assume this as if Deshaun is going to play football another day. So if we're taking it off of that... You go trade for Deshaun right now. You put the Miami Dolphins going into this next season with a few little pieces they could tweak in the offseason, and they are a contender in that division. They are a contender overall, and the league is on notice. Yeah. It really is. And then Deshaun is, what, 24, 25? Young, yeah. Young. You have the money in the books to take care of business. You have all of these pieces that are already matured and ready to go. Do it now before you have to break an arm and leg off later when you can just break a leg now. Because it will grow it's in gonna price. Go, yeah, there's going to be teams that want a Deshaun Watson in the offseason that don't want one right now. The 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 Broncos are a perfect example. They're 3-0. They're not going to go trade for Deshaun Watson. Things are working there with Teddy Bridgewater. But they're still going to get in the offseason and say, hey, Teddy Bridgewater might be a starter in this league. We don't, you know, hey, I'm not taking anything away from him. But they're still going to look at Teddy Bridgewater and be like, hmm, man, what could Deshaun Watson be oh, on this team? Oh, you're telling me if a Teddy Bridgewater Broncos wins 9-10 to 10 games, I, I, Deshaun's getting 13 and they're super good Absolutely. Absolutely. For years there's, to come, too. Absolutely. And, and I can play that game with a lot of teams in the NFL with quarterbacks that you might like that you think is a great quarterback. There are teams that would look at uh, Deshaun Watson differently, right? And listen, the value is only going to go up. The Giants are going to be willing to give up everything for Deshaun Watson in the offseason, right? The I, I, I'm, I don't need to start naming teams, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like there's, there's, there's only like four teams out there who don't need a Deshaun Watson. Exactly, I'm serious in exactly. saying that. So the value is going to go up. The Texans are going to get three firsts and two seconds for Deshaun Watson. Uh, and, unless he is found guilty, right now the NFL does doesn't even have a hold on him. The NFL is not saying he can't play. Not yet anyway. So you could trade for him. He could theoretically play this year. I don't even think that'll happen. I think I think he'll play, you know, let him not play the rest of the season. Trade yeah, for I'd him now. Take that into account. Don't trade for don't play him the rest of the season and you still have Deshaun Watson. You can figure out what two is and you can trade him, move on, whatever you whatever you have to do with him. At the end of the day, I get three sound three first sounds awesome. It sounded really, really good in 2019. It sounded awesome in 2019. We ended up getting Tua Vailoa, Austin Jackson, a left tackle, hasn't been awesome, and Noah Igbenogany has been inactive the past three weeks. Yeah. 
three first round picks just is it's not that important to me. I, I don't at the end you, of the day, you still yeah, have it'd to be great it. to hit. It'd be great to hit, but you're going to hit a lot more on Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Uh, you just are. Um, all right, that's my overreaction. That is a personal one. Let me give you one. Well, you, I'll let you go next. Or do you want to go? No, no. That's I was, I was thinking. I was just thinking. I was going back to Deshaun, and I was thinking like how scary it would be if y'all were actually able to make that. Move. <laughs> and I'm jealous as a Vikings fan because I'm sitting here like Kirk's formidable. But Deshaun is amazing. Yeah. We get that. Couldn't that, even afford him if you wanted to. Yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No need to just, <laughs> just jab me. Um, we'll stick with quarterbacks overall, though. And I'm going to sit here and say that this rookie quarterback class wasn't as good as everyone hyped it up to be overall. Listen, right now we're talking about quarterbacks being 1-8. and eight. They're 1-8 and eight in the games that they have started, and I'm not even counting Trey Lance getting in mm-hmm. on the uh, the Packers' little touchdown, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, because they still lost that one. So that's 1-9 and nine if you count that one or whatever mm-hmm. it is. What do you think about it? Yeah, I said that. I, I'm. I know. I fucking. I, <laughs> I know. I'm good at the draft shit. I'm. So, I'm tired of every people. Everybody shitting on me. I'm kind of good at it. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and, and just stroke my own dick on on the show. Sorry, I shouldn't have said it that way. But like, I, I get it. Like, who knows? Nobody really knows. And at the end of the day, I feel like I came to the draft <laughs> saying. <laughs> it just pisses me off because yeah I kept saying like I feel like all offseason I was like listen Trey Lance Justin Fields have a chance to be good but like I didn't see them as like this top five superstar pick obviously I wasn't as high on Mac, as Mac Jones as I even should have been to be totally honest like I probably missed on Mac Jones completely Wilson and, and Lawrence were the two guys that I thought were superstars the rest I didn't think deserved to be drafted in the top 10 I've said that you go check the tapes I said it a bunch and I got shit on every time I said it and now we're sitting here. Obviously, the two quarterbacks that I loved went to bad teams, and I'm not ready to, yeah. to say that that I was wrong on those two. But hey, if you want to hit me with that, you can hit me with that. The other three, yeah, Lance. It's not been like obviously he hasn't played, but everything out of the camp has has been all Jimmy and he's G. He's not ready yet. The the uh, the players are all on Jimmy G, and that hasn't even been the case with the Bears. The Bears have, have wanted to see uh, Fields, and I'm not going to blame this loss on Fields. Honestly, I, Fields looked better than I thought he would look, but Nagy I think let him down a little bit, and yeah, Fields. Fields is not ready to sit back and read an offense or it read, you know, he looked kind of lost when he was given the opportunity to do what like Andy Dalton does. Andy He's Dalton. in the area where his athletic ability needs yeah. to overtake his play. Like and, his athletic, kind of thing. and his athletic ability is more special than I gave it credit for coming in the season. So I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, I was totally right. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not. I get that. But it was very frustrating with everyone saying that this rookie class was going to be the best we've ever seen. We're going to have four Hall of Famers come out of it. Like all this yeah, it was crazy like Oprah, shit. Like you need a quarterback. You get a quarterback. You get a quarterback. No, it just wasn't. wasn't. I'm sorry, but I think all of them were overinflated. They all were. Fields had serious issues that nobody wanted to talk about, and still nobody really does. Lance had a lot of issues that nobody wanted to talk about. He shouldn't have been the third pick in the draft. He shouldn't have. The 49ers shouldn't have traded up for a quarterback. There wasn't there wasn't one after after uh, after uh, Wilson. Wilson and and Lawrence. There wasn't that third guy, whoever it was going to be. And the rumor is that it was going to be Mac for the longest time, and then they switched to to uh, Fields last set or Lance last second, whatever it is. Man, yeah, I absolutely agree. It's not as good as everyone said it was going to be. And I'm sorry, I know I, I just went on a rant on your overreaction. No, that's fine. And it, it is an overreaction. Three weeks in, the rookies are not going to be the – it's it's not the final Yeah, they're, the final they're not protocol. able to set the league on fire like we yeah. initially thought. But, you know, 
it, 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 you can say, though, that we were force-fed the idea, the narrative that these quarterbacks are bust-proof, if you will, or mm-hmm. that these quarterbacks are going to be X and Y right off the bat, right off the rip, and change some things. And we're even seeing it out of the golden child, Trevor Lawrence, who has never lost a regular season game in his life, who's now 0-3. With how many interceptions? I mean, I think and, multiple and, interceptions and, and every game. Some I mean, of them have been poor choices. Bad. Yeah, yeah, bad. A bad option. You know, there's somewhere it's like you can blame this, you can blame that. I think one of the guys who has the most outs on his interception would be Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has had times where he's tried to do too much and try to make some mm-hmm. things happen that he shouldn't have. Trusted his arm a little bit too much, but there have been some where it's it's a whole other off-topic kind of issue. But I think that we should change the interception stat to where you should have wide receivers have interceptions on their name. Too. Yeah, Corey Davis literally bounced off his hands and it got popped up. That's been not a, on. And, Wilson. and there's there's a lot of times where yeah, we see that happen. Absolutely. Hail Mary shouldn't count as well. Certain aspects like that, I think, absolutely. take away from it. And, and honestly, I, I think you know though you're I, I agree with you so much. It's one of those things where it's like you look at all of Philip Rivers's in, interceptions and it's like man. A lot of them, a lot of his interceptions were down two touchdowns, needs to make a miracle play, throws it up into double coverage, knowing the game's over anyway. Because he has to. Yeah, and he's making a play, and he doesn't care about his stats. Meanwhile, you saw, and, and I don't want to shit on Eli Manning's test type, but Eli Manning was always safe, always conservative, and, and would never make that throw for fear of losing the stats. And you're down by 17, and he throws a check down to his running yeah, back, and they like, punt, and it's like, no, you're, it's third and 12. Throw, throw the deep interception. If, if it gets intercepted, it gets intercepted. Give your guy. A chance at least, you yeah. know. Uh, so yeah, and just I, a different mentality. I, it absolutely, absolutely. So listen, I, I know I just kind of I made that about me more than no, I probably should have. I'm fine. sorry. No, no, I'm no. sorry for everybody out there. Like it's not about me. I get that, but yeah, it's it, it is frustrating every year just to hear these narratives that are like, man, I don't know where where it's coming from. And and th- that was one of them all off season. I just I got so frustrated with. Uh, let me give you one. We're going back to the draft a little bit. Okay. All right. Uh, this is my overreaction. This is this is something I truly believe the Falcons. Might have made the same mistake the Giants made when they did when they drafted Saquon Barkley. Let's take it back a couple of years. All right, Saquon Barkley was drafted the same year that Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, guys that you know say what you want about them, but it was a good quarterback class, right? Saquon was drafted second overall. The only guy they couldn't have gotten was was uh, was Baker Mayfield, right? Mm-hmm. They had Eli Manning on the roster. They draft Saquon to make one final push for Eli Manning to maybe get a Super Bowl, and it was short-sighted and honestly stupid if you really looked at that offense, looked at that team and said, can this team win a Super Bowl? No, it couldn't. It could not win a Super Bowl with Eli Manning at that point in his career. He had lost it a little bit. The or the offense around him was not good. That was a mistake to draft Saquon Barkley. There. As great as Saquon is, and obviously I'm not, this isn't hindsight. This was, at the time, we all knew it was a bad call, or I think a lot of us thought that it was a bad call because of the way the, off, the, the team was set up. They weren't ready to win right then. The Falcons, I think, made a similar move with, with Kyle Pitts. The Falcons drafted a player who is a phenomenal talent. Kyle Pitts looks absolutely amazing but it was a move that was made i believe in the sense that we're going to make a push we're probably going to have to move on from uh, from julio and did they make that before the draft i, I don't remember uh, anymore i don't remember if that was before or after the draft it, it obviously it was probably before right it was before okay good so they they move on from julio they draft kyle pitts and kyle pitts was awesome and, and he's still really really good but you draft the playmaker offensive weapon to maybe make your team over the hump to make a push right that's the only reason you draft your tight end second or third overall whatever it was third overall fourth fourth overall excuse me i think the better move would have been to draft a trey lance or a uh, or a, a justin fields i i really do and you have you have matt matt ryan sitting there he was still going to start the next two years you could have gotten a trey lance or yeah i think trey lance was the ultimate he needs two years he yeah, needs exactly. a year or two to to sit 
you could have drafted him at four, and you could have had a really, really good player. Well, obviously, I guess you couldn't at four because he got drafted one pick ahead. Justin, Justin Fields, Fields. Would have been a solid pick. Justin Fields, sit behind a Matt Ryan for a couple of years or a year or two or whatever. Wouldn't have that deer in the headlights moment that he had this past week, and I think they would be better off. This is not a team that was going to win a Super Bowl this year with a Kyle Pitts, and I think they missed by by taking a guy that that was you know the luxury pick. And, and I'll go so far as to say, if it wasn't going to be quarterback, it should have been lineman. Because their line is not looking good. This team is not looking good. And you drafted a luxury pick in a situation where, yeah, he's going to be really good on a team that isn't going to make any noise. Isn't gonna, you're not going to be able to get the most out of him in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, you, you, um, overreaction. I know. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you because it, it's it's a hard thing to, to argue because Kyle Pitts was the right pick there when it comes to overall talent of and course. ability. Yeah, not to, you, yeah. exactly. I'm glad and, and I'm glad not. you, you no, made and that. You're not. It's, point, the, yes. it's the same thing for Saquon though. Uh, whenever both of us talked last week about Saquon the bust, mm-hmm. you know, when you say those words, the immediate reaction is hell no. We've seen what Saquon can do. Mm-hmm. We know his ability. But in the overall grand scheme of things, what were the Giants trying to do with that move? Okay, what was what are the Atlanta Falcons trying to do in that move of drafting Kyle Pitts? The Atlanta Falcons, I guess, overinflated the value of their team overall, thinking that they're just a few years removed from a Super Bowl run, when in reality, me and you both believe that the Falcons just aren't ready for that yet. And at the end of the day, you can't tell me that taking a Panay wouldn't have been a smarter move in the grand scheme of things than a Kyle Pitts. Yes, Kyle Pitts, the phenomenal talent that he is, that I think he's going to be on that team for a long, long time. He's going to have to endure a lot of painful quarterbacks after Matt Ryan, I'm afraid. Unless they're able just to nail it and get the right guy going forward. But I think that they could have made... You don't go get tight end. You don't go get that luxury pick before you have all the other stuff intact. You don't see that move. Yeah, You never do. We saw it this go around. And you see it with Saquon. You see it when you have these generational talents that get you... That phrase gets used too much, but those guys are up they there were. in that caliber. Yeah, they are. So it could be one of those things, yes, the Falcons can sit there and pat themselves on the back and say we made the right pick, but at the end of the day, and listen, this is a joke, so I will say this, but Panay Sewell and Kyle Pitts have the same amount of touchdowns <laughs> on the year. So I, 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 st- I still think they could have taken Panay and they would have been better off yeah, overall absolutely. as a franchise. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you made the point just to kind of reinforce the fact that I like, I love Kyle Pitts, and I, I know I made a draft profile a video, and I kind of got a little bit of hate from the from the Falcons, and I kind of just talked about how Kyle Pitts the 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 value wasn't there for tight end where they drafted him in fourth overall. That was like my whole point, and you know I got shit on. You know, well you're considering him a tight end. He's really wide receiver. Totally fair point. Like absolutely fair. Yeah, of course. And, but like the the essence of my argument was you're a bottom five team in the NFL. Did you make that many moves in free agency? No. Are you going to be special in the in, in the regular season? Probably not, and we both didn't think so. And, and now we're looking at a Kyle Pitts. We're, we're looking at a team that feels like they're three years away still. Yeah. With a Matt Ryan who is taking – who Matt Ryan will cost the most money out of any player in the NFL over the next two years, barring any And he's contracts. not that. And he is nowhere close to that. So you're in a kind of a bad spot, you know, financially. You're in kind of a bad spot with your roster, the way it's set up. I think this was the year to get young talent that can they can help your rebuild as opposed to young talent that it feels like is just going to get wasted over the next couple it years. It will be, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that was my whole point. And again, thank you for, for bringing up that point. Nothing against Kyle Pitts here. This is this is very much a Falcons decision-making over overreaction. Um, all right, that does it. Do we have any more? Do you have any more? I, I don't think we think so. All right, we, we did it. Um, uh, let's move on to our best bets. Do you want to get started? Or do you want me to go first? You go first, and then I'll. I'll All right. Uh, my my first uh, best bet here is Eagles Chiefs under at fifty four and a half. Listen, this is too many points for me. I, I get it. Chiefs are always going to be a high over under because they're a high high team or a high powered offense. 
but they haven't been that the past couple weeks as far as like just truly scoring at will. It doesn't feel like that's what the offense has been. Been a little bit underwhelming, and the Eagles, yeah, offensively, they are underwhelming. I don't think there's any other way to say it. Obviously, had a great for week one against the Falcons, but the Falcons aren't a good football team, so I wasn't overly impressed by that, and certainly not anymore. Um, had a really, really tough week against a good 49ers defense. I think what put up 10 points, nine, 10 with nine points, something yeah. like that. And then obviously last week put up 21 against the Cowboys team. A little bit of that was Which garbage time too. Garbage, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm not looking at this offense as a team that can just score at will. Just not yet. I don't think that's where their offense is. And the Chiefs, listen, are they could score 30, but I don't think the uh, I don't think the Eagles score 20 if they do score 30. And I don't think the Eagles, the Chiefs, need to score 30. I think this is a uh, I'm going to say 26 to 14, 26 to 17 time of game type of game. By the way, I called an under last week and I was like almost dead on on the score. Uh, it was the Thursday night game, the Panthers. Panthers uh, dude, I like literally so close to the actual score. I nailed that one. Yeah, you, you, uh, you so, crushed it. Yeah. And I think you're getting close to it with this one too in saying that this might be hyped up to where it's supposed to be some points scored early on and stuff. Mm-hmm. When I don't th- I think the Chiefs are going to be able to whatever game plan they want. So I guess the Chiefs are capable of hitting in the over oh, of if they want to drive it to them. But at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs can play some of the small ball early on. Maybe it takes a few drives to fuel each other out. And then even if the Chiefs are able to put up that 30-plus, like you said, yeah. the Eagles still have to have something to do. So a Absolutely. garbage time touchdown away from maybe missing out on a bet, that would suck if that happens. But you don't go into these bets looking for garbage time touchdowns missing out. I think it's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with mine. And mine is straight up. I don't know why the line is like this. Maybe you can give me some insight. Maybe I'm just too high on the Baltimore Ravens overall. But the Baltimore Ravens are straight up underdogs on the money line against the Denver Broncos. Give me the Ravens outright. I know it's in mile high, so you got to go. You got to deal with all those factors and whatnot. But I know it was a disappointing week against the Lions. But if you're going to give me the Ravens, the Broncos have beat up on the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. And those are bottom dwellers of bottom dwellers. The The Baltimore Ravens are not that. No. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, it was a little bit of an underwhelming performance against the Lions. I say they get ready, and they're ready to go. And if both of these teams play their best version of football, mm-hmm. this is not a Ravens being the underdog here. Yeah. If they both play their best version of football, the Ravens take care of this team. No problem. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you're wrong at all. I, I didn't hate the line as much as you did. I, I will say that. When we I thought were it was disrespectful. Yeah, I know. You, I think you actually called me to, t- to tell me how yeah. dumb that line was. But, yeah, I, I didn't have that reaction to it. But I, I certainly I certainly see where you're coming from, and I don't think you're wrong by any means. Uh, definitely definitely a good bet there. And it feels like, again, I always go back to, like, these st- statistically, I just don't feel like that line is right to where, like, the odds of how this game ends, I don't feel like that's Broncos where it goes. Good team, but to sit here and say that they're atop the AFC West yeah. with a three and zero record, I'm sorry, I'm going to call some bullcrap on that. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Let, let's move on. Uh, my uh, Carolina Panthers are facing the Cowboys. I know I said my Carolina Panthers. I just love the Carolina Panthers this year. Listen, okay, the Dolphins aren't aren't looking too hot, so give me give me an NFC team to, to love. Uh, my Carolina Panthers facing the Cowboys. They're getting five points. Um, yeah, I think the Cowboys crushed the Panthers. I um, I hate doing that. I really do. This is a weird line at five, but I, I look at this game, game as a, a Panthers team that just has not really faced any adversity yet. Obviously, yeah. they've crushed every team they played. They played the Saints, and then they played, what, the Jets and the Texans now? So a couple bottom uh, dwellers and then a Saints team that just came out flat a little bit. I don't think the Cowboys are going to come out flat. I don't think the Panthers can keep up with them offensively. I think the Panthers are a really good team, and they could surprise me. They This could be the game where it's like, hey, the Panthers really are what I thought they had a chance to be this year. I just don't see it. I think this is a game where, 
first half is kind of a little bit back and forth. Getting into the third quarter, uh, Cowboys go ahead 11 points. Cowboys go ahead 10 points, and Panthers struggle that next drive, and, and that's kind of where the wheels fall off a little bit. With CMC out, I, I do have questions at that aspect of their offense, which is a huge part of their offense. Usually a running back isn't a, a big piece of why I lean one way or the other, but it's going to be this week. And, yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys minus five to keep it rolling here against the Panthers. I think it's a good bet overall. Um, losing J.C. Horn was sad, you yeah. know, to see that. Of course. And the Panthers are bringing in C.J. Henderson, but I don't think it's going to be that. I think that could be a good depth move overall in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Cowboys just have too many weapons, man. Too many ants, you know, too many things that I don't know if Carolina can answer for. And the one way that they could answer for it, the great equalizer, is mm-hmm. going to be hurt this week with a hamstring injury in Christian McCaffrey. So it, it's probably going to be hard to bounce back from. Um, I'm going to take this one, and I think this one's just going to be an overall snore fest of a game. And it's Washington and the Falcons. I'm taking the under at 48. I just I see this being one of those you know they always talk about scores that happen where it's like mm-hmm. you've never seen it before. This one just pops off the page to me, and it just sounds like something that's just not gonna ha- like it's just gonna be weird. I think we're gonna oh. go into halftime and we're gonna be talking like twelve to nine or something, and then I already know that I'm safe. I, I just don't see these teams being able to put on the gas. I don't see them being playing good football overall. I just think it's gonna be ugly. You know, it's funny. My last best bet because because I'm just gonna roll it into yeah. mine. I have Washington covering. One and a half points. Uh, you, uh, I you think took Washington the is the better football team. Yeah. I just think that the under is going to hit just because it's some sloppy weird football. Yeah, I don't hate it. Listen, this is this is the this screams to me a parlay under in, in Washington. I'll take that all day because uh, I, I do I do agree with you. This is going to be an ugly game. I think this is like a twenty to seven kind of game. Yeah, exactly. I think this is I think this is a nineteen to three kind of like I think it could be one of those things. Yeah, I, I don't think the Falcons offensive line can hold up against this uh, Man, Washington you can give me defensive a line. Four to ten, and Washington just starts running the clock because their defense yeah. is good and yeah that covers by a little bit more than some absolutely absolutely agree I, and i just think I, I think one and a half points is kind of di- disrespectful to what washington has been able to do with heineke they again listen i'm not saying sitting here saying they've been special but they've been good they played well and then i think it's because their defense has dropped the ball a little bit yeah what you would think they have the 32nd defense yeah, no, and I, I get that. It's it, not that bad. Yeah, though. the defense, uh, the defense. There's just no depth on the uh, defensive line. I think is the big problem. So it's like you get into the fourth quarter, and, and this awesome front top four guys, like the top four names on this Washington defense, could rival any other top four in the league. But then the depth kind of falls off, and it feels like they're just it's gassed. Like or squad kind of yeah, guys. yeah. I don't know what the problem. You know, I don't want to sit here and and pretend like I'm an expert of the Washington defensive line depth. But it does feel like they just fall off, and like you know, I know especially in the uh, Giants game, I was watching the game, it's like. Why? Why is Daniel Jones not in absolute duress? What happened? And then yeah, you go Daniel look Jones at the is always in this state of duress with this horrible offensive line. Yeah, and, and then you're facing. You take advantage? Yeah, and then, then you go back and look at the snaps, and it's like, oh, well, all of their top guys played the entire fucking game, so they were gassed by the fourth quarter. Uh, so yeah, I definitely think uh, that has something to do with it. Yeah, I, I just think this Washington team takes care of business this week, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I'll close it out with my last one because you just gave your three by tying in that la- uh, that one right there. Mm-hmm. Man, this is going to be something special to watch. This this is something that I'm hoping that I can have Jackson, my son, watch this game with me just because it's something that I think it's history. It's history that you want to see. It is Tampa Tom going back to New England, and we get to see him face off against the great rival, the, the new rival that is Bill Belichick. These guys were able to take down the NFL for so many years together. They have built truly one of the greatest legacies that will forever be cemented top to bottom, and we get to see them go head to head. The line is set at minus seven. Mm -hmm. I think they're giving the Patriots and Bill Belichick some favors in doing that. 
listen, Tom's pissed off last week. They lost to the Rams in some bad fashion. I know you have a different take on this, too, and that's why I like it overall. Tom Brady (laughs) is going to not only beat the Patriots, he is going to embarrass them. He is going to also set the all-time passing yard record. He is going to pass Drew Brees. He needs to hit north of 300 in this game. I think he's going to do that. What a story overall that Tom Brady breaks the all-time NFL passing yards record against his old team in New England. He already said he's not ready for a warm welcome, and I don't know if he wants one. Yes, New England, you should give him one for all the years that he's given you, and if you don't do that, I don't. I, I kind of look differently as, as a fan, no joke. Um, but Tom Brady's going to set some records. He's ready to turn it upside down. Send it. It's a lock. I disagree. Minus uh, seven. I, yeah, I, I disagree. I don't. I, I, I get the thought process. I, I want a four and shot would, bet on this line, and here. I would never lock my personal opinion here. I think Bill Belichick wins this outright. I really do. I think this is one of those games where... I see the realm where you're saying, because if there's a guy who knows Bill, or knows Tom, it would be Bill. I think, yeah, no. I get that. Nobody knows Tom Brady better than Bill Belichick, and I get it. He's on a totally different offense and all those things. But, man, Bill Belichick knows the flaws of Tom Brady. He's oh, been, it doesn't matter what he knows. He doesn't have the personnel to stop. I disagree. He's got he's got a good defense, man. He does. He's the got, Saints are he's an got underwhelming good team, and they just beat them. Yeah, they, he, yeah he, he brought out a bad game, game plan. Okay, so tell me this then. Let's take Tom out of it then in that realm that I twisted it into. What is Mac Jones going to be able to do against that defense? It'll be tough offensively. I think this is an ugly game. I don't think either team passes 250 passing yards. I'll put it that way. Tom's uh, lighting them up, man. No, nah, I disagree. Uh, Tom's going to have a standing O in the fourth quarter. A standing ovation in the fourth quarter? Yeah, because yeah. he'll be down like 20 points. And, no, and there's no <laughs> way. A, okay, first of all, you don't look bad on a on a fan base so, that so, shits on a, the opposing quarterback. Obviously, it's no, Tom Brady. No, you do when it comes to this. Well, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to look different. down on him. If they're if they're booing him to start, okay, I get it. But if you're if you're being a fan, you know, with with Tom Brady out there and you're not cheering Tom Brady, I don't have a problem with that. There's a difference in that. Okay. I'm saying. They okay. If you have signs saying "fuck you, Tom Brady," yeah, okay, I'll have a problem with that. It's, but like, yeah, if, if they're doing, but you're say, allowed. If, you're allowed to be against the no. The like if it's opponent. third down and the Patriots' defense is on the field and you're a Patriots fan, you shouldn't be going. Man, I hope Tom gets this. No, you're you're, a, you're also a fan of your team. I'm not saying that. But for Tom Brady and his t- his return to New England for the first time since he left, this shouldn't be like a. LeBron leaving Cleveland, oh my God, we hate you, we're burning jerseys in the streets type of thing. Yeah. You should celebrate what Tom gave you because before that you were a franchise that had only made it to one or two Super Bowls before that. Yeah, no, I and get you, what you're saying. You there. have been cemented. They should be, They should. He, his name should be in the rafters. They should be writing home about thanking him for all the times. It should be a tribute video. It should be claps. It should be cheers. And then you get to the point where you're booing the, the nameless quarterback, not the Tom Brady helmet off on the sidelines booing in pregame. If you do that, you suck. I, okay, I get what you're saying there. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. It's Fair like enough. Brett going back to Lambo. It's yeah. it's like the, just the greats of greats. Drew Brees Dude. going back to New. I mean, but it's a different dynamic though. I, I would say Brett going back to Lambo because he ended up leaving and then went somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, that's the ultimate. Land. Yeah, Peyton, I get it. Peyton, whenever he left. Yeah, okay. went to Denver. Fair enough. And I think all those welcomes were never. I mean, no, they were never. The only one that was really weird overall would be a, it's a different sport, but it is LeBron. Yeah. LeBron was a different one, but he hadn't yet won championships. It yeah, was and he left his home team. It was exactly. so strange. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, okay, fair enough. I, I'm, I'll, I'll concede that. Tom Brady's I, I winning. Get what you're saying. Tom Brady's winning. Yeah, Tom Brady's not winning. This, this is. Uh, listen, I'm calling my shot him. here. Four shots. I, I'll, I'll. Four shots on the podcast. But I'm not sitting here saying that. Like, I'm not 1,000 percent against your bet. I just lean the other way. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, what spread I, you want? I, I mean, give me six and a half. 
Or do you you give me more points? No, no, no. You're not getting more points. Oh, you're so confident. You think they're going to crush them? I mean, they I'll do, I'll do four, if I'm going to do four shots, then you're going to have to give me more than six and a half. That's okay, what the line's then, at right you, now. But then you have to handicap me at two shots. If I'm realistically going to go over, like, oh, 10 no, points, no. Okay, I like how you're so confident until the bet comes you're out. You're so full. No, of I, I get it. No, so you're you're super confident until we start negotiating the bet, and you're like, I'm oh, well, give me, oh, well, no, you can't do that. Oh no, I'm well, I need to only take two shots. Ooh. That Tom Brady wins this game in dominating fashion, but there are times and instances where you know you're trying to catch me, and our audience knows too <laughs> that you can get caught on point spreads all the time. Yeah. I said it last week. I took the Jets plus ten and a half over the Broncos because I said. If you give me 10, I'll take it. Why would I give you 10? Okay, okay. Um, I will give you 10 if you do four to my two. I owe two shots if I lose. I will give you 10 points. Give me give me four to one on the on the money line. Oh yeah, you're on. Yeah. Four to one on the money line. Yeah. Take you're four on. shots if, if they if they lose. I'll take one if they yeah, I'm probably gonna have to take one shot, but that's two. fair. Do no, two. No. Four to two. Okay, two to uh, no, I still want four to one odds, but I'll do I'll bet two to your eight. <laughs> You're absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I, right now. Four to one is totally fair. Let's look at what the money line is at right now in this game. You're fine. Four four to one is absolutely fair on the money line. Let's look at it. No, we're looking at it right now. That's fine. Let we can go. It let's talk about it. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about it a little bit. We haven't been it's doing at New this England. It's an away game. It's all the way at the bottom. It's Sunday night. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. So three to one is the is the where it's at right then now. Then we'll take it at three to one. You were fucking wrong. It's three to one. Let, let's Do bet it. let's bet three shots at the, on the money on the line. It's at seven right now on, on the site that we're at. All right, three shots on the line it is. All right, fair enough. If I come back and I end up losing this because of the line, I'm pissed. <laughs> oh yeah. And if it's garbage, <laughs> I'm double pissed. I'll do my shots and puke right here. <laughs> We'll continue with the show. All right, guys. I think that'll be a good way to close it out. Thank you so much for Tom watching. Tom Brady's winning. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.